Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here on Movie Marathon with Mike and Murph. What's up, Mike? I'm curious what this is going to be because our last episode, Paycheck, <laughs> the most forgettable movie ever made, was maybe our longest episode. And tonight we're doing uh, what arguably is the greatest action movie ever made. And uh, are, are we, are we going to run as long as we did on Paycheck? Uh, we're going to go longer and we're going to talk about the late eighties McDonald's transformers that you could buy in happy meals. (laughs) I haven't gotten to the part. I haven't listened to, uh, the the last episode fully, but I know we probably spent at least 30 minutes talking about the back to the future pizza hut sunglasses. (laughs) So so I really like to do an episode where we talk about, um, all of the different, all of our favorite fast food, um, uh, whatever kids meal, uh, toys and i think mcdonald's i think is the front runner for me despite my love of the uh oh, yeah. pizza hut uh because we we got them last year and actually it was embarrassing we took our kids to mcdonald's like four times in a week during halloween because they were offering those those 1980s uh like it was like the jack-o'-lantern the ghost and i think it's like a ghoul so it's basically the same masks from halloween three <laughs> <laughs> but you could buy them at McDonald's. It's my my wife and I kept driving to different McDonald's to like buy Happy they, Meals yeah. to be like, God damn it's the third fucking Jack O'Lantern got this week. So it's all right. During the summer, uh, my kids and I went to McDonald's and uh, had the Grimace shake. So was it good? Uh the verdict initially was yeah, it's pretty good, and then nobody finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like shitting purple? Then no, it's not good. So it might have been a bit intense. <laughs> all right. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> uh, but we were all we were all happy to do it. I can't wait to do an episode on Kid Vid. That's what we're gonna talk about. Burger all King. Right. And uh Let's Kid go. Vid. Um Yes. All right, we're gonna we're here to talk about uh the night is it, it's nineteen ninety-two yeah. uh John yeah. Woo classic hard boiled, uh which uh, it's probably my favorite John Woo movie. Uh, how about you? What was your introduction to to this movie? Uh, definitely our friend Jay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, are you talking about Rasta Punk Seven Eighty Two? Oh, I sure am. Which <laughs> I, I we might need to quibble with him on the Seven Eighty Two because I, I believe he was Seven Eighty Two because that was the death count. In That's this supposed movie, to be the death count. Yeah, and his brother came up. But <laughs> online, online has this at like three oh four or something for a death count. Wait, I, I could see but them just losing count though. In fairness, it's also a little difficult to say what like to confirm who actually lives and dies <laughs> during this because yeah, it's just <laughs> random bystanders being shot many times. Uh, There's a lot of patients. I don't know that, how you make a choice. Like, it, it, Maple Hospital to die. Um, lot, a lot of stunt guys. It seems, well, the opening were, were scene too there. is <laughs> open. Yeah, um, which one's the open? The, uh, the tea oh, house. the tea house. Yes. Are you counting bird deaths in that as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, this version of Hong Kong hospitals tea houses loaded with springs in the floor to launch people into the air apparently yeah, yeah. well you have to because yeah yeah I, well i don't have a good reason but yes you have to okay, I, so uh... we... <laughs> but uh we, we're, yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves here it's hard-boiled uh definitely so our friend jay he had an older brother who when we were so when we were in freshman high school 
he was a senior in high school. And so I feel he exposed Jay to a lot of like cool shit. And then Jay exposed me to. I, I kind of feel that was like the domino effect there like, of like me that I had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um no, so I had like an older sister. Um, so like, you know, a John Woo action movie was not something she was interested in sharing uh to her younger brother. So someone with an older brother. So I feel like a lot oh, of I, things like I picked up from from Jay and thought about it, thinking about it in hindsight, I was like, oh, I wonder how much of that was more like through Vasant to Jay passing then on. That's a good point. Um I like, the idea that, that. <laughs> I like the idea that you're 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 sort of putting forth that your sister was into this and just did not give a shit about passing it to you. <laughs> Look, I don't want to make a judgment call on what she was or was not into. She may have like bootleg VHSs of This doesn't feel like Melissa, but I could be wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. Um I I don't remember how other than just this was around when John Woo was was big and that's all I really remember was uh he in the mid early mid night well late mid 90s uh mid late 90s wow I cannot talk uh you could just really see all of his stuff rise uh, as we've talked about rising with um uh broken arrow hard target and uh face off and so I went back and found some of his old stuff I remember buying this on VHS from the borders in Augusta because I just had it. I don't know why, but I just had to. That borders opening was kind of a big deal for our age range because they had a wider selection of movies and music than anywhere else in Augusta had had to up to that time. So you could get stuff that had really never been available in Augusta before. Um, so it, that was pretty significant and like, it's interesting. I, I've recently been people talking about like streaming and like lamenting, like the loss of physical media or stuff. And like, it's like, I, I really feel like sometimes you're focusing in that, like a really small window of time, because when we were like 16, like it's pretty limited what we had access to. Uh, cause it was so media, something it. coming along where something like this, you could suddenly get was pretty huge. No, I, I I agree. I um, and then that's to, to that point that Borders had in in the VHS or the, the movie section because there was also in the time DVDs were starting to come out. Um, they had an entire international section, so they had. I mean, they had stuff like Akira, and Akira. Yeah, the only way yeah, I saw that was it got, Akira. It got replayed on the Sci Fi Channel on a Saturday. They did a Saturday anime, uh, from like like eight to noon it was like basically like their version of saturday morning cartoons and that was how i saw akira so yeah the international section uh at borders probably <laughs> is a good reason why i saw a lot of stuff that i normally wouldn't have been exposed to because i don't think i don't remember it hard-boiled ever being on cable tv and that was a lot of stuff we've nah, covered on this yeah. this show is a you know hey we, we saw on cable a bunch as a kid and that's that's sort of our and, and that's how it got into the zeitgeist this to me was just a you were lucky if you caught it and you had to go seek it out if you were really interested in it. This to me was more like, was, oh, like you like Demolition Man and like Terminator 2 and like you like those kinds of movies? Like, oh man, you gotta see, like, <laughs> you gotta see Hard Boiled. Like, it's that to another level. Um, 
He really is. <laughs> he's yeah, it's Stallone stuff. Or no, it's stuff. also the action is is a little more violent and a lot of stuff. But then, like, <laughs> obviously, the stunts are a little more like operatic. A little, and, like, a little. You just yeah. said body count three hundred and four people. It's a little more violent. <laughs> yes. It's a little it more is. violent than the movie that features Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. We're like, those movies have like the one violent machine gun death. And this is like a scene of 50. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no Dennis Leary or Jack Black in the background. Of this, so. <laughs> Although this um, does have a comic relief in it. <laughs> it, Yeah, but it all comes from a baby. <laughs> comes from a baby peeing on an adult man like it's, hey you know it's uh which it's i humor. did it's i did humor, read baby. there's very little uh trivia on imdb about this movie but one of the few pieces of trivia was john woo quoted as saying i just put it in because it seems like every time i hold a baby it ends up peeing on me <laughs> yeah great let's put it some questions about john woo's life and the babies yeah. he's holding they're very hydrated um i <laughs> I uh yeah so anyway I I I uh our buddy Jay uh that that introduced you to this um his screen name was Rastapunk 782 if anybody's out there still on AOL Instant Messenger <laughs> still on uh, AIM uh, I love to I hope that he okay. still got like a an away message or something that's up there <laughs> it's like if he does based on the dates it'd have to be like an away message that's quoting a Strokes song or something like that <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> At least 20 years old. So uh, uh, that was where he got his name was the joke was there's 780. <laughs> going to see the new Matrix movies. Hope they're good. Yeah. Hope Revolutions is as good as I want it to be. <laughs> Man, I really hope episode. Uh, let's see. Episode two <laughs> is excellent. <laughs> um, what else was going on in 2003? Well, 2003. Um <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's how I got his screen name was was Rasta Punk seventy two because the center. Well, I don't know what the Rasta Punk piece is, but the seven hundred eighty two piece just into music. Yeah, yeah um, was definitely from from the sort of joking body count in this movie, but it's kind of <laughs> not joking because the the whole finale I think is like, I think it's forty five minutes because I remember I paused yeah, oh, I had to watch this in two pieces, yeah. <laughs> and the second piece I watched was the entire hospital scene. <laughs> so this movie is like. Two hours, two plus hours, and like a little over two, yeah. And I'm watching it this time. I was noticing that too. Of there's like 30 minutes of dramatic scenes, and like I don't. It'd be funny to go time this out. And I was like, this is. I mean, and, and like the dramatic scenes are solid and they're fine. They're good. Like there's nothing wrong with them. But like this really is action set pieces for a long stretch. Yeah. <laughs> Of time, like I give Blue credit, which is there's, a compliment. It's there's like, only what really three big set pieces, and it's the opening at the tea house, uh, which was actually a building that was scheduled for de- demolition, so they <laughs> shot it right before they blew, they killed, they destroyed the building, the warehouse scene, and then the uh, the hospital. The hospital. They have the boat scene as well. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the boat scene where Chow Yun Fat just agrees to disappear, so he just dives in the water. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just, like I'm gone. Is on board. Yeah. Like, yep, jump in the water. I got it. I do. I do love this. I will say, I I have not watched this movie before. We 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 covered it, uh, and probably 
I want to say at least 20 years. It may be wow. up to okay. almost 25 years. I've probably done it like three, four years ago. Of just, but um, I think the last time I watched this was on was on VHS. I I owned the Blu-ray, but I didn't. I don't think I ever watched. It's like one of those I bought it and I was like, I'll, I'll come back and watch it. And I just never did. But yeah, because um, <laughs> of how violent it is. Like it's yeah, you gotta have to be in the mood to, to watch, especially it. once you have kids. Like. You're really picking a specific time to to yeah. watch it. Well, so before we talk too much about the movie, did you watch? How did you watch this? Did you watch it with subtitles, or did you watch the English dubbed version? I watch it with subtitles, and okay. I think that's the only way I've ever seen it. There's a the VHS I had was dubbed, but then I watched this. Okay. I ended up, I mean, because I was too lazy to go through my DVD collection, I ended up watching this because I was in I was in bed uh, watching it um on amazon and it was a subtitle only as well and uh um I, yeah I, I think i appreciated it and i paid attention to it more because of the subtitles but um made I was, it really hard for doing it for the podcast take notes oh <laughs> uh, yes it did because i was yeah. like I'm, I'm gonna miss huge pieces of exposition like, oh, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah but i i was pleasantly surprised how much i enjoyed this and i actually I was worried. I was like, okay, I liked it when I was 16, 17. It's going to be super dated. It's not going to hold up. And I watched it and I was like, man, this is, it's a lot of fun. The pacing to your point, there's real little focus on plot. I still don't think I could fully articulate what the villains. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, ultimate I don't, think it, I don't really is. think it tries to give you that either. Like eh, I, I wrote in my notes, it, it's a bit like some of the bond movies. It's more about like vibes. Mm. Like, we're establishing like, all right, this guy's like running mm -hmm. guns. He's a bad guy. He's trying to get, and like this guy's the cop. He's like, he's the good guy, quote unquote. But like, there's some gray areas where this guy's willing to go to to like, uh, and like, so I was like, oh, like, and that's why it comes into why there's so much action. It's just that's what it's about. It's trying to get you to those points where you know this is the good guys. This is the bad guys. And you know, let's have some fun. Yeah, I like the cops and robbers aspect of this, and I think um, I I really enjoyed that. You could, it, to your point, it's just enough plot and it's just enough setup to for you to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Um, watching it as an adult, I I really appreciate how much of the characters is in this. I know it sounds weird to say yeah. we, we just talk about how it's only like a 30 minutes of actual exposition and plot, <laughs> but um, we, we both had the same kind of, I think, I think we both had the same note. This feels like an, like a, a really long episode of Miami vice to shot in Hong Kong. And, and to your point, it's it really all about Michael vibes. vibes. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of that is. It's just, <clears> it gives you the vibes of this place. You really feel this world. I the answer Wu is so effective at in this is creating. You just like, I've never been to Hong Kong. <laughs> I have no concept. Like, I really feel like a connection, like understanding of this world somehow. Like what he's doing and showing, and like, I like, I don't. I get it. Like, I get the world, and I'm trying to think how he's accomplishing that because you really don't see that much. And some of it is obviously through character. Um, but it, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just the feel of it is just, you know, I hate to just simplify it, but like, it just feels cool. 
No, I don't. It made me want to go to, to 1992 or 1991 Hong Kong and, and yeah. see uh, Kowloon Bay, and it makes you want to see uh, the downtown. It makes you want to see. I can't remember what. what uh, or is it, maybe it's Kowloon City that I'm thinking of. We, it's where they film Bloodsport. But <laughs> again, you you want to go see all the neon lights. You want to see like what what it's like to be there. It just seems like a cool place. You mentioned it. Uh, you know that the the outfits kind of feel dated i don't know why <laughs> yeah. but it, it sort well, it's sort of baggy that for me. suits <laughs> yeah kind of stuff up. Which, which you you get with like the pierce brosnan era bonds it's just like what like the styles are the times right now it's like everything is so more like form-fitting tailored style so it really stands out to styles today um and so it's just fun and you had in your notes too that i had never thought about um to some ways um chow yun fat is kind of intentionally that way to make him more i guess every manish and he's not it's a juxtaposition to him and now um tony the young um uh, because alan which I, I have some thoughts on the naming of these <laughs> two uh, but he's more like tailored pressure but his suits are still a little like oversized um, a, li- a little bit um a little comically uh to me how you can watch it now um but, but i would argue go go watch um i will say if you if you if you would like this movie i would say go watch season one of Miami vice i've i've gone back and watched it because that's probably mm. where michael mann has the most direct hand in what's happening oh yeah uh i think it's 84 they filmed the first season and i feel like man goes back in season two to he's either producer but he's he's going back to movies because he does Manhunter basically the year after season one of Miami Vice. But if you watch that, it's got this does just feel like they lifted a lot of the same style of. In some ways, they want to make the cops look cool, but other ways, they want to make them look like they're they're humanized or you know humanize them and make them more normal. And the bad guys are kind of big and over the top. And that's what I liked about this was uh, I love the fact like Johnny, who, which to your point, the names are <laughs> fucking crazy in this. Johnny, who's this arms dealer who ends up being kind of the the, the ultimate bad guy, um, you know, uh, who uh, Tequila, who's Chang Yun Fat, and uh, Tony Leung, who's uh, Alan, or after, <laughs> he's wearing like orange suits with like yellow tie, like he looks fucking crazy, and that's probably my like, I'm like I'm there for it. He looks like he's an extra from a yeah. living color, and I'm like <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. It's like perfect 1991, 1992. And I don't know why, but for me, it feels like in a lot of ways, this is when I was watching this when I was a kid, I'm like, yeah, this feels very dated. Now it's like, this is transcended for me into like, okay, no, like this, this is like a good look again. <laughs> like, another, yeah. Baggy shirts and, and baggy suits. Like, okay, it's not horrible. Like, it's just, it just looks, uh, it's, that's it's the, a very interesting look to me. That's what happens with things as time goes, time goes by, it kind of becomes something different than but it was like seven years ago. Yeah. Like Chalion fat looks like he's wearing a bunch of Maui gym stuff. Like <laughs> I, I could see him at, at a, a, well, I mean, like Chalion fat could wear anything and be charismatic as hell. So. He, he could. And that's, we, we got to talk about that, but he, he looks like he, I could see him at a Margaritaville resort and he's like, kind of fit in. With like what he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this was tough is I don't even know really where to start because there's so I was pleasantly surprised. This has aged, in some ways, has aged very poorly because of I think some of the violence and the things they're doing. But in a lot of ways, like <laughs> it's just it's such a good uh, 
it's like uh if i had to synthesize what john woo's all about at least at this time like this is it this movie to me is like for 20 years yeah. this is what people wanted out of, out of john woo and i i think um i really enjoyed watching it again and i i feel silly that i did it took me you know however long 20 years plus to to watch it again yes i i mean i always love watching this movie and it's an interesting because we talked about with face off of that maybe being like the zenith pinnacle the kind of crowning of american action movie tradition and in my research on this they kind of talk about this kind of being that um a genre in hong kong of cops action movie kind of stuff this kind of being the crescendo of that movement and in hong kong things going a little more to audiences wanting comedy and stuff and this kind of being the build-up of it so it's kind of interesting for Wu as kind of the ultimate action director in two different countries kind of hitting the crescendo of i can i can give everything everything you wanted out of this genre of action like here it is here's everything you could possibly want nowhere else to go uh, and that's, I guess, why Wu partially moved to Hollywood um, because kind of felt like, one, Hong Kong audiences were maybe going a different direction, but also like, I've done it all here. Like, this is everything you can do. Just a little bit of a bummer, but I, I actually don't think he's he's wrong. I don't know enough about yeah. Hong Kong cinema to you know kind of fully say that, but I do think... So this is this is working in several traditions uh, because there's movies similar to this with like the cops gangster stuff um, and even after this that continue on of that I mean are um, like you know after this like the Departed Scorsese movie is based on Infernal Affairs um, yeah. a Hong Kong movie um, that is coming out of a similar tradition as this. But there's a whole like genre that are similar to this. But then the action stuff for Wu to me is always the evolution of the late 70s, early 80s um, kind of kung fu, martial arts, Shaw Brothers movies coming out of Hong Kong and just adapting that stuff to the gunplay. And it's like the what, like the gun fu or whatever kind of yeah, stuff that's what that, they call it they call it gun gun food yeah that moving that so it's really a, coming out of a lot of traditions in hong kong but then Wu has his personal touches but then as we talked about with i mean hard target broken arrow face off that he's at his best with something that's doing like two main characters on opposite sides of things that uh god damn it have to face off against each other they have to um, face off yeah <laughs> i was actually hoping we could work that in somehow so I, it props <laughs> to you 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 organically figured it out good job or i'm just not creative enough to avoid <laughs> cliches it's like i don't know enough synonyms god damn it <laughs> uh but so it's but so having done those Wu movies, the American ones, out of the gate, that that tea house scene 
honestly, nothing in any of the Wu movies no, so far comes close it. to that. Doesn't touch yeah, it. it doesn't touch it. Like, mm. and probably I'm sure American studios aren't weren't interested in going that violent. But holy but, shit, like out of the gate, it's just like talk about coming in hot. It's like I think it's like, um, it's like yeah, I am on board for this. I think the 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 American ones he did. I, I'm I guess I'm really talking about more like. Let's see. He does he because hard targets his first one. Then he does broken arrow. Broken arrow. Then he does face face off. off. Then wind talkers. <laughs> and then wind talkers. I I feel like um, what's good about this and what's bad about maybe some not bad but what 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 is not as good about some of the American ones is there's too many characters and too many side characters in um, the American ones. Whereas here, like. You watch a guy that gets gets get gunned down. That's a that's a partner of tequila, but you don't spend enough time to really. I don't want to say you don't care about him, but like you get his motivation and you move on, and that's it. And the guy, the characters here in some cases are two dimensional, but you there's enough there to keep them interesting, and you don't have to give all this exposition and background. Well, what's interesting to- is sorry to interrupt, but they put that you. time in. <laughs> <laughs> they actually put that time in later to show how much he meant to tequila. Yeah, oh, that's right. The band, the the ghost, the, <laughs> the ghost drummer. Ghost drummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they they dwell on it and they they so it, it's a different way to do it, but it works well because it works better, I think. Well, actually, it work. I, I yeah, it works better because you're not repeating because so. You leave out that beginning stuff. And so when you see him upset later on, it's not like repeating a thing something you already know. It's like yeah. a new, oh, like that guy was really close to him. This meant a lot. And you wouldn't need that. Yeah, it would be repetitive if you already knew how much it meant. And like it's yeah, it just works. Um it's better. I like that better. I guess the counterpoint I would have is in Broken Arrow, they're trying to set up how close Deke and um, <laughs> yeah, Christian and Slater's character are. And it just doesn't yeah. it doesn't work. It just seems like two guys who are too famous to want to actually shoot a scene together, or like they're like, all right, we're just gonna we're gonna screw around in a boxing ring, and then we're gonna you know have some banter. Well, it doesn't room. it doesn't work for the plot of the movie. No, and entirely. Um, and so we're about this 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 the way he does it, it does I, it, it's more effective and your point the opening tea house scene um it's crazy violent but it focuses in on okay it shows you everything you need to know about the main character which is uh i think it's detective young yun which is his nickname is tequila uh it's super violent so it kind of hooks you in pretty quick it skips a lot of that jazz sh- well it doesn't skip the jazz shit but yeah you get you get the you, jazz you, stuff first you get some jazz stuff which yeah. thankfully john Woo doesn't lean too much into that but um uh it's it's the way that constructs the stories and characters is far better than I think what, what what goes on in the American movies. And I wonder if that comes down to studio and script writers being too involved. And I mean, I, we talked about it on the last episode, but you know, he, his, his quote was in Hong Kong or China, it, it only takes one meeting to get a movie made. And, and, you know, in the U S it's constant yeah. meetings with different groups and different opinions. And I think, you're trying to serve too many lords with an American action movie. And I think when you just let him do what he wants to do, you yeah, get something that's far more interesting. Yeah. Which is, which is hard, so that, hard boiled. Yeah. So that opening T half scene, 
there's so many like so visually so at this tea house everyone brings birds i don't know why but it's visually, a cultural thing i looked it up it's a cultural okay. thing it's like walking right. your dog I, to to in the in a park i, I don't know i guess <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit of there are a lot of things in this movie that i'm never sure are they cultural things where like i'm not it's not fully connecting with me because it's is this a weird John Woo choice of just like, <laughs> or is this like just, Oh, this was made like 1991. And like, that's a 1991 choice. Um, so it's a lot. And like, I find in movies like this, I tend to like forgive a lot of being like, well, it's a cultural thing and be like, ah, I might be given too much benefit of the doubt that I wouldn't give to an American movie. Um, Similarly, but that the visual just of all those bird cages and things is very interesting. But it also leads to there's a lot of I mean, <laughs> there's so many cool little moments in the action scenes. And one of my like favorite things in the tea house one is when they break the birdhouse breaks open there, the guns in the, like the underneath part of it. That's always something that has like stuck with me to the point where like this time watching it, I was like waiting for it, but like, oh yeah, they're gonna like break the birdcage and get the guns out of the bottom. Um, and then it's just like wanton destruction of to the point where it's like everyone in this tea house was like undercover cop or a gangster. <laughs> Except there are also five hundred like extras to be murdered as well it's just like non-stop like killing people and everything and then it's like the chow young fat jumping over like the booths two fists like two-handed shooting the guns and just uh, there's like so much like cool shit happening within it but you never really lose your grounding of what's happening either it's, it's just like so impressively well done no, he he shoots it well, and to your point, you never you never lose track of where the where the action is. Uh, the the positioning and understanding where the characters are and what's going on. The only only thing I had, I guess, isn't a com a complaint of sorts when I was watching this. Now was it's been so long that you kind of forget that there's undercover. There's another undercover cop that he doesn't know about. That you you lose a little bit of some of the, the importance of the plot. I guess they give it to you after the fact, but. Yeah, yeah, you more get that after yeah. a little to a bit. Yeah. But I, I I wanted to ask you, what what kind of bird would you take to this place? If you were <laughs> if you were an undercover cop, what are you what, you, what kind of bird are you taking in a cage undercover to, to have some tea? Uh, so I'm not the biggest animal person. So uh, my my kids when they were a good bit younger, but this is back when they were like Toys R Us's around, so this was a good while ago. Oh, we would go and they'd have these things called like robo pets or, or something <laughs> like that. It would be like an electronic <laughs> version of a pet. So I, I'm bringing that bird. <laughs> okay. I was going to say toucan because they're being. My, my daughter bird. definitely had one of those. Um, <laughs> but I definitely like the robot bird. Is a... <laughs> yeah, I do the robot bird. You know, that, yeah, there's that... definitely, they're definitely not going to pick up on a, a guy with a robot bird. He's like, Hey, you think yeah. that guy's wired? No, that that's just a robot bird. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on. It's like, it's like you get to like veer like out of the way, like, well, the undercover cop is not the guy with the robot bird. Like, that's just no, too weird. Yeah, you mean the the bird with red eyes looks like a Terminator? No, it's yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, I, I anyway, I I agree that 
Well, one, my answer is I bring a toucan. Toucan I, Sam? I'm going to bring toucan Sam. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to fuck him up. Um, I, I do like that they break open the birdcage and then it, it it sort of launches a, a shootout. The only thing I had a hard time, well, all right, don't, I'm not going to worry. I'm not, I'm not going to focus on that. It's a cool scene. It's crazy how many times uh, Tequila's partner gets shot in this. <laughs> oh, I and, said and it was like Peter Weller and the whole yeah. cops. Like, yeah, it's either Peter Weller or it's that guy, Mr. Kinney, who gets murdered by Ed 209. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I do, I do enjoy the uh, the shootout though because it it's really fun. You again, you immediately get a sense of good guys and bad guys. Even by the guns, the guns are like okay, the pistols are the guys who are good guys, the machine guns are the bad guys. The only thing I, I, I'll be honest, I did not understand was at the end of it, is the guy in the the orange shirt, like like butt open button shirt, is he the is he a cop or is he a like an undercover cop too or is he no i know i know what you said uh, yeah it's a little is the police chief because you in... find stuff out later as well so now you're yeah. trying to like remember like is, so is it was it that guy who was the or was yeah, it one of the it's... other one of the other guys who's actually doing the deal and, and they're and they're they're because an undercover cop dies during this we know that yeah later. yeah but and that's a, who a that deal. was i'm not entirely sure that's the only thing i had a complaint about but but the rest of this, I, I don't. It's a it's an awesome opening action sequence. It really hooks you. Um, I think we have we talked about it a little bit, but uh, uh, Chow Yun Fat, and it, they they do the right thing. They cut his legs. So you don't see him walking down the stairs when he does it. But there he goes. He's chasing a bad guy. There's a shootout that, that takes place on the stairwell, and then there's a one shot that goes rampant and hits next to his head, and he falls back on the rail and starts. It looks like sliding down the rails and he's just double double fisting uh yeah cool looks so cool yeah and what's funny is they kind of cut to the very end of it and you can see him kind of walking down the steps and it doesn't look that cool when you see it like in like in a, <laughs> a wide shot but who's smart with the way he shot this and, and, and cut it where yeah. it looks like he's just sliding down opening up on bad guys and and yeah. uh uh you know getting business done so i i really i really that's such a cool opening sequence and it, it really hooks you for the rest of the movie. Well, and it kind of culminates with, um, Oh, we got to talk about the end of it. Yeah. I forgot about the end of this. Diving in. Well, it's, it's the, I think it's your background. Is what it you is have. my background, but I forgot about it. When Where we're, he dives we're in, it. holds a gun to the guy's head and it's probably five, six seconds. But that was too quick. He's got the gun to his, got to the guy's head and it, and then pulls the trigger and murders him point blank after like having time to like look this man in the eyes. <laughs> it's like, but it's just like really like reinforces what this movie's gonna be, who this character is, like what his beliefs are. Like, like he is like brutal, no nonsense when it comes to like fighting these guys. And he's covered in, I think it's flour from flour, yeah. from the the back of the restaurant or the tea house, and yeah, it's pretty graphic. And it looks like he gets like a like a blood bukkake at the end of this scene. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty graphic. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I'd for, I, it had been so long, I'd forgotten about that. And I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, it's like jarring. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and it's well, it's also coming out of like watching a lot of American action movies where they're trying so hard to make sure like you like the main character and like 
really don't do stuff like that. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, well, the, the juxtaposition that, that got me was uh, immediately after this, Tequila goes to where his partner's body is, and he's just gently <laughs> patting his hand. But he's all white with his entire face covered in blood. Covered in blood. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Like, I guess it's, a... it's partially why he does it because, like, his partner just died. So he's like, no, it's, re it's, over it's getting edge. revenge. He, know, he knows yeah. that he's getting revenge when he does it. But yeah, it is it is such a wild, 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 yeah. wild ending to a scene. All right. So, speaking of wild, do you want to talk about Tequila's relationship with his boss or his girlfriend or anybody else he has in this? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about it. Because I'm pretty sure I would have gotten fired. Because he pretty ago. much routinely goes into his boss's office and tells him, like, fuck you. I'm ignoring You're what wrong. Yeah. I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Yep. And it's just like, well, get your ass in line, Tequila. And he's like, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. not going to get my ass in line. <laughs> no. uh, I do like the interaction. I would say, like, his boss comes off. It's kind of impotent, and it's a little him trying yelling. to figure out what the dynamic is. <laughs> like Hong Kong police force. I told you not to do this. Okay, I'm not going to do it. Like, do they have a great union? Is that what's is that what's going on here? <laughs> Guessing yeah, it's, not. It's uh, Superintendent uh, Peng, I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely. That, that's one thing is is their interactions are fun, but there's no stakes about him losing his job because he basically shit talks back to his boss so much you're like oh they would have fired him by now if you're right it's like actually well, and we've also right. seen him kind of just like murder people like yeah. so it's like doesn't like feels like he can do whatever he wants like i don't know like, he kind of does yeah it does <laughs> and i'm fine with it for the movie it's like because it, it whatever i can make up my own head cannon or you can kind of be like, this is what's happening. But it's like, yeah, he's that good that like he knows he's not going to get fired because they can't afford to lose him. Um, but like, you're still trying to rein him in a little bit, but you can't rein in this guy. <laughs> no. And, but I will say they, I like the the turn they have for paying uh, throughout because they really yeah, set him up as yes. kind of a shit heel boss for the first half of the movie. Right. And, and they they all go all the way where it looks like maybe he's, he's dirty, um, right? Yeah, he's dirty. He's in with the bad guy. Yeah. And but then at the end, he he kind of he kind of just redeems himself and you, you really yeah. like him. I, it's weird. What, like it turns out he's job. running undercover agents. Yeah. And Chow Hyun Fat is kind of screwing up the undercover operations with his investigation. Both meaning well, but they can't. Right, they can't and he can't. He can't tell them too much about it without putting, like, potentially putting someone at risk and stuff. So, like, it kind of makes sense. Um, although watching that, I was like, well, he basically tells Chowdhury and Fast, like, "There's an undercover agent doing this. You need to back off. You're putting him at risk." And Chowdhury and Fast, like, "Nope, I'm not backing <laughs> off." <laughs> it's like um, you're kind of being a dick then. If you were an undercover agent, would you use uh, bad romantic songs <laughs> as, your, as your as your and the rhyme scheme within to uh, communicate back and forth with your handler? Yeah, so the is way... that a good way to to do it? I don't think it is, but the way this communication happens, the undercover agent sends flowers to the uh, chief inspector or the um, uh, Teresa secretary. Mo, I think is uh, it's. Yeah, it's uh, what is her name? Teresa. Actually, her name is Teresa in real life, and her name's Teresa. <laughs> Sorry, 
And in the car, there's a lyric from a song, and they have to match the notes from this on the song. So it's like, um, I don't know, like do re mi fa so yeah, yeah. And it's like they gotta be like, oh, a b a a a, and they type that code into a computer, and it decodes into a message, and it just really feels like. Inefficient. I don't know. Like, part well, of me is like, maybe that's really good because, like, if you like, if people know this, like, the notes are the notes on what this is. Feels like there's a lot of room for error. Like, also because... feels like, what if the message you need to send doesn't easily have like a lyric to it? This well, is like pre-Google. You can't just Google what this lyric is. Even even uh, Pang screws it up, and, and yeah. Teresa has to correct it for him. I'm like. Well, what the fuck happens if 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 he just doesn't know the song that well and he gets the musical notes wrong? It's like, yeah. it's like you're you're giving pretty important information here, buddy. Like maybe you should find a better way to communicate. <laughs> I also want to know what is the computer that he's punching this into because he's just putting numbers in a sequence in and it just right. spits out just code. Gives him like yeah. I'm like, how do you, you know? Like, like, a A F B G. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm ever a secret and agent, then it gives I'm, him the, I'm gonna use the uh, the cheat codes and contra as my way to like, <laughs> to like communicate with uh, my handler. That's the way so you do it. Ah, up down up down left right left right. Uh, start start select start select A B go. All right. Whatever. Ah, the, that's the button combination on how Scorpion throws his spear in Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems I can confirm. We that better I... back off. He's gonna take care of. I did do Goro's oh, no. that's fatality, a teleportation code. Like, yeah. or there's a drug meet that's next Thursday at 9 p.m. Right? Like, how sure do these easily coordinate to like a meaningful thing? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna use uh, uh, Super Nintendo, so you don't get too complicated in the, in the scheme. But yeah, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I did enjoy that 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 it's so silly and easy. I know what they're doing. It's trying to be clever, but it just that is one thing that, you know, what is this movie? Almost 35 years old now. That is one of the things that, like, ah, it doesn't age as well as it probably could. And It's also, know. like, one of those things where it's like, well, yeah. Like, shit doesn't make sense in James Bond movies. Like, it's just fun. It's just cool. Like, yeah. it's just, Move like, on. this Don't is how they're communicating through their code. Like, oh, like, how clever and interesting. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, don't think too deeply about it. Just, like, an interesting way. And it also adds, like, some tension because, like, so the the woman is Tequila's ex girlfriend, sort of girlfriend, love interest, and she's getting all these flowers. So like, adds some like it's tension. Making him jealous, yeah, yeah, to the thing. So like, so yeah, it's doing a couple things there, which I appreciate. I uh, well, speaking of of cryptic stuff, I I, I need to go back and look at it, but uh, I think um, well, the the next scene after they do the codes is uh, Tony Leung uh, is Alan going to the library. <laughs> And yeah. it's this interesting. I do like all of this. John Woo used it, I love for it a little too long, but I love the the quick cuts and then the stop motion or slow motion of of the character. And like you kind of get the sense of okay, Alan's this guy who you don't really know he's an undercover cop yet, but uh, could he, he murder somebody? Yeah, but yeah. We got to talk about Alan's uh, uh, code of ethics here because it, it seems to swing pretty widely throughout the movie the undercover cops can just flat out murder people but uh yeah so i i but it cuts to him he goes and gets a 
he goes to the library. It's this weird, almost dreamlike sequence where it's this very light, very bright uh, sequence and the slow-mo. And he grabs a book. I think it's a Shakespeare book. Yeah, it's complete works of Shakespeare, like one of the volume two or something. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out like if Wu was trying to tell us something there. I meant to go back <laughs> and look that up, but I don't I don't know. But I do like this scene of he goes to a library. Just, uh, no no one was getting to volume three of the complete works of Shakespeare. <laughs> no, no, and that's what they, well, they knew. So he, he drops starting the, at one and they weren't yeah. He, he drops the book in front of this uh this sort of bookish looking guy. And uh, opens it up, and sure enough, silence pistol inside, stands up, shoots the guy straight in the face in the middle of the library, and nobody knows what's going on. It's that that it's it's interesting and it shows you his capability, but it's also like a oh, it's, it's super it's, fun. It's like, yeah. But it's a cool assassination. Um establishes the character as would you describe him as careless or careful in this? Because I can, I think he's <laughs> yeah, both. I know. Well, that's that's my biggest issue is he seems a little careless to yeah. a degree. Because one, it seems like now I don't like the fact that he's an undercover cop. I'm not sure how that plays into all of this. Like maybe this is him, like sending, like signaling, sending key, like clues of. This was me. Like, don't like. Um, but so, all right. He gets the book, puts it down on the table in front of him, like flips through pages till he gets to where you pull the guns out, shoots him. Blood comes over the table everywhere. Yeah, and he doesn't pick the book up in time. So the blood forms around the book in a perfect book shape, and covers that book in some blood. So later. Chow Yun Fat immediately puts together, oh, there was a book here. Then we go walk through the aisles and look for the book with blood on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which that also seems a little far-fetched too, but it does seem strange to to have so much focus by Alan to to not to not leave fingerprints, but then to immediately to, just let the gun the, yeah. or the book where the, the murder so weapon weird. is in just like get, he seems so like, he seems so capable, but then he does that and it's like oh like I know it's trying to connect the two of them together early on here and that, but it kind of makes Alan seem like not that capable. <laughs> yeah. I, I go back and forth on him. I like him a lot as a character. I actually think I like, I don't know if I like him more, but you, the whole Miami vice connection for me with Alan in this is he, he does seem like a lot more like Sonny Crockett where he's kind of a tortured soul where he's stuck yeah. between being good and, and bad. Maybe, and maybe that's the answer to why he leaves the book there because he's not fully into this. He's not fully committed to he's, being this assassin. It's a character he's playing. He's not, but I, 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 I have a ton of questions when I think about like him murdering people in this like constantly. I'm like, <laughs> right. you're an undercover cop. Like, I don't know Hong Kong law, but like, there's well, it's it got to be like, pretty close. Like, you pretty seems pretty like sure he can. only kills bad people, so that's why it's okay. I, I think you so. Know, but, it's a little, uh... but, but even the guys he kills that are Mister Hoy's, uh, he calls them his his boys. But when he kills his his kind of boss's um, henchmen, they're all unarmed. They've all given up, and it's like you're just murdering people who are unarmed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's like man, like. 
it's it's weird like, like, like gangster people but yeah yeah like it, it's presumed they're bad guys but you never see enough to make you think like oh these guys are pieces of shit and they're worth just being <laughs> right mercilessly gunned down <laughs> i i don't know it, it, it that that's a that yeah. is a weird choice that the, the movie makes it, but and and that is like he's in so deep like like what like it's gonna happen anyway or like what choices he, he's like he's gonna try still try to solve it's like i don't know man like it seems like you've gone too far that's probably the only explanation is it was gonna happen no matter what and so it he was might a, as well try to use it to get in with yeah his. like his cover's blown if he doesn't <laughs> But so, also, it makes it crazy when so Johnny, who's the kind of the head bad guy, who looks Italian. I don't on. understand that. Like <laughs> he does not. He's the only person who looks like he's not from Hong Kong in this. Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, but but later in the movie, he's like, I don't know. I don't trust this Allen guy. I don't know. Like, like I don't know if we can fully trust this guy. Like, what's going on? And it's like you've seen him murder. A dozen people at least like and like but at the end it's like i don't know man what's going on with this guy it's like I, I, as far as you know he's a crazy killer like that is true like like why would you have doubts he kills his boss he shows remorse for it which apparently was a was john woo was going to do a, a take where where tony does not or sorry, Alan does not show remorse. Uh, Tony Leung said, I want to do one where I cry. They shot both and we like the one where he cries better. But hmm. um, yeah, you've, you've seen him murder a guy who you basically <laughs> primed him to, to kill. I don't know. I, I, it, I, that's where I go back. Like, is, what more is credibility this, is this, does he need? To yeah, is this here, a Hong yeah. Kong cinema thing? Because in the US, if you watch a undercover agent kill somebody, it's like, well, that's they can't do that. That's like an infallible. Yeah. Like they just can't go past that line, and and, and he does. Well, that's like the bunch. ultimate. Like, well, obviously he's not a cop. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like like he killed somebody in cold blood. Like, there's there's no chance this is. This that's is what I was trying to figure. Out. Is this uh, is this a difference in police forces? Is this a difference in just cinema traditions? Is it? Yeah, I, I can't quite. <laughs> or just this movie? <laughs> like, it's. I don't know. It's weird. So that the whole <laughs> the whole Allen thing kind of brings us to uh, the second big. So we talked about the tea house, the second big set piece for for a shootout, which is the <laughs> the warehouse, which they managed to Holy do shit. Yeah. two shootouts in. <laughs> yeah. as a, it, so I, I give uh, from a budgetary standpoint, I really give John Woo credit here because he doubles down on the same set and it works. And it, keeps, it it does escalate it, even though it's the same set piece. Is it what? the greatest <laughs> action set piece ever? It's probably the cheapest in terms of like bang for your buck. <laughs> that you got out of just this. so much happens. It's so cool. And uh, you, God, we haven't even talked about all the characters, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, the, Mad the, Dog. Mad Dog. Like, my favorite character. He, he, he's my favorite character too. And I was actually going to save that for the end, but uh, spoiler alert, Mad Dog's my favorite character because um, I believe I'm going to get it wrong. So it's Philip uh, Kwong who, or Kwok, uh, he was like a stuntman, I think, from the 1970s. Yeah. Yep. And uh, like Wu is a huge, John was a huge fan of of his stunt guys because they've done, they basically, he, he just puts all of his eggs in the basket of like, these guys are going to go do some crazy shit and it's, I'm going to be able to film it. And it's going to look incredible on film. 
and it's going to blow audiences away. And so I think um, he brought him in as Mad Dog, who's this sort of strong, silent type, always wearing black, uh, a henchman <laughs> to to Johnny. But yeah, it looks uh, incredible. Like really, yeah. like yeah, De- delivers all the physicality of the role though, because he, he you can tell he's a, he's older than most of the characters in the movie, uh, but he carries the physicality and all of the sort of action that you'd want. Um, and this warehouse scene, I think this in the, in the hospital, these all feel like they're, they're training grounds for what Wu does with hard target. And then even a little bit of face off later on. Oh um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, interesting or shots. what those are trying to capture. Y- yeah. Like they don't, and it's funny because uh, hard target, I think is, one of his better the better of his action movies in the US but it doesn't capture the same energy and sort of size and scale of what hard, uh, hard boiled does with uh this warehouse shootout it's got everything it's got it's got uh henchmen being hit in the nuts by motorcycles and driven into a bunch of boxes <laughs> yes, it's got that. it's got uh cars being blown up and people being blown up on top of it it's got uh well we already talked about uh Alan murdering with an Uzi about 19 people that were all uh, unarmed. It's got uh, people rappelling through ceilings. Right. It's it's the it's classic, crazy. like two fisted woo jumping over things, shooting at people. And like, yeah, it's just incredible, unrelenting, nonstop action. I, I love it. I, I think it's, it's so the, grenades. The reason, <laughs> do what? Grenades. Grenade. It's got grenades. It's got smoke grenades. Uh, but it's got it's just it's a really fun set piece and, and the opening of it, it or the first part they use of it is not cr- that crazy it's basically johnny's guys uh the long 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 story short uh johnny who's an arms dealer and he's about to do it uh basically he's trying to sell uh he's, he's a gun runner he recruits and through no fault of his own alan basically is the best guy who who works for Johnny's competitor, Mr. Mr. Hoy, he recruits Alan and basically kind of forces him to to kill Mr. Hoy, who Alan, who's undercover, is basically keeping a tab on him. And if he doesn't, he's going to be probably murdered himself. So that's that's what sets yeah. up the first part of of the shootout and then the uh, the action sequence in the warehouse. And then at the same time, uh, Chow Yun Fat's tequila is setting up basically a bust on this whole thing and so he's in the ceiling with a bunch of other guys uh actually is he by himself are there other guys in this i I was i think there are some other guys but i don't think that many it it also kind of seems like reckless that he tries to do this he has a shotgun and a pistol (laughs) and a bunch of smoke grenades and it seems like he does take on about 19 to 20 guys by himself (laughs) so but yeah lots of um Lots of motorcycle stunts. Uh, I do love this scene where he's um, he's just taking pot shots at guys who are ramping motorcycles <laughs> yeah. at him. And he's just like shooting the gas tanks on every one of them, blowing them up. Like, love it. it, it it's 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 a really fun sequence. You see a lot of the stuff that Wu does in Hard Targets finale in in this scene, especially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, this is the the John Wu scene. I mean, as much as the hospital thing at the end is takes everything to another level. There, no, that's there's, like, a lot of, there's a lot of DNA in this one compared to the other this ones. This one is like, this is what 
everyone's like hiring John Woo. Like, give us like give us that. <laughs> yeah, give us a two hour movie of just a warehouse full of people being shot. Because <laughs> it's 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 just yeah. Because it, you like you talked about it's so simple. It's just a warehouse shootout. How many yeah. times have we seen that? And it's like it's just alive with action in a way like you've never seen before and probably haven't seen since like it's incredible i uh i i i think this might be my fact my favorite action sequence because it does it does feel like quintessential john woo um and i like the uh it sets up mad dog for the end because uh john or what's his name uh tequila throws a grenade or or <laughs> sets off an explosion and, and you can see mad dog going through it shooting and then just fall it sets up a face-off uh, where Tequila is out of bullets, and it shows the humanity of Alan, where he he decocks his gun and leaves to because he doesn't want to kill another cop. So yeah. it, it 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 kind of informs the rest of the movie, where uh, as we talked about, uh, Pang is running two different teams. He's running the team that everybody knows about, which is Tequila, but he's also running these undercover agents, and uh, it makes Tequila realize that there's there's this other guy that's out there that that he warns paying later that I'm going to kill this guy. If you, if you don't basically deescalate this, we're going to kill each other at some point. And it, it yeah. does set up a fun conflict, but also kind of partnership later on in the movie. Which is John Woo movies at their best. When yes. the two people who seem on opposite sides come together. It's the, it's That's, the killer. That's the whole plot of the yeah. killers. It's a hitman and a cop working together to, to fight yeah. a, a common bad guy. So uh, there's a scene. So uh, Alan lives on like a houseboat kind of thing, which which also helps give the very Sunny Crockett vibes. Yeah, yeah, like huge, which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, Tequila comes to to meet him and kind of have it like, all right, we gotta like, we gotta get on the same page, basically, or we gotta kill each other. <laughs> like one, like we gotta figure this out or make out. Um, <laughs> which sadly they get interrupted before that can happen um <laughs> uh but so they're meeting in in a very like so i feel so there's so many things in this movie that i so we talked about kind of like different how you feel about this movie so many years later and stuff i also feel this movie it's a little unfair now so many things have taken from this that it's hard to remember exactly what was purely original at that time and what is now cliche because of this movie. Um, and there are definitely some things that are like cliche in this movie. They're just like action tropes. Like, it's fine. And so <laughs> one of them, I, I think this was kind of a thing that definitely existed. But he goes to the boat, and so Alan's character, he makes an origami crane. And he's like, what, what's with all the cranes? He's like, I make one every time I kill someone. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and so all I could think about was um, after the uh, final scene of the hospital, like, does he still do that? Did he have to make like 600 cranes for all the people? Who die at the end? It, it is one of the few touches that Wu puts in that that it, it's supposed to resonate and be this big thing. 
I, I feel like they're trying to what he's trying to do is character build because you get introduced to Alan sort of midstream you know, some of humanity. him being an, under, an undercover cop. Yeah. And it's like, obviously he has regret and he doesn't like let it go, but it doesn't fully land. And it's not something at the end where when he's uh spoiler alert, <laughs> when Alan survives and he's, and he's dumping the cranes that he made into the ocean. Um, it doesn't fully resonate as like, a, that he's been able to move on or like why? Like, yeah, yeah it's like, okay. Like, I also like all right, so he wants to go to Antarctica. He we reveal that when they, when they get together <laughs> on the boat. How long do you think he makes it in Antarctica before he's like, fuck this, this is too cold and this is not right. fun? Like, like two hours? Like two hours? Yeah, like no time. Do you think do you think he becomes an extra an extra at uh on the thing? Like <laughs> that's where this goes is he become like like he meets up with he Kurt tracks Russell down, like, where they... and, and Keith David and they're just hanging out and uh like Outpost 82 or whatever it is. I mean, I'm on board with that movie. (laughs) Waiting for the Norwegians to send a a a rogue dog their way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So all right. (laughs) Excellent. I'm on board for that too. Um well, so they pair up. I I do like um the last half of this movie is 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 Alan and Tequila pairing up and basically both being kind of pricks about it, but admitting yeah, like, like hey we, so, we gotta we gotta work together and yeah um i i really enjoy the chemistry between these two guys like i think um tony leong and chung and fat a lot of fun they're both pretty charismatic and yeah you really want to see them both live like they both I mean, feel like good characters yeah it'd be like face off if you get to have caster troy was not like a horrible guy right you get to have those two team up like it's yeah yeah two charismatic actors who end up working together and it like works so well because you're on both their sides and then it's so satisfying for them to join together and start working together which nice... uh when it gets to the maple hospital which is <laughs> yeah. a fantastic name the maple also like, <laughs> maple, you know, hospital. maple hospital sounds like the name of the hospital in like animal crossing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it definitely sounds like uh Banjo and Kazooie uh, yeah. go to Maple Hospital <laughs> or something. Like Got to go check on Tom Nook at Maple Hospital. <laughs> or Maybe if or I... It's Paddington Bear. Like, I'm, not sure which... <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure which... help but... power things and he'll be okay. Yeah. How do we get the power back on at Maple Hospital? We've got to build, yeah. a, build a, wind, a wind farm out of palm trees it's uh, like okay tom nook's been running guns out of maple hospital we get to go to the basement and put a stop to this so, so tell me about the plausibility of that like that that's where this goes is johnny okay. who's, who's the holy guy. shit it's i don't like on the surface of this i'm on board of all right he's been running guns out of this hospital so like down in the morgue they've hidden away like a stash of guns that they and they're taking them in and out through like ambulances or things like all right all right i can kind of get that the you're getting in here yeah and you're getting with what i cannot comprehend (laughs) is how they (laughs) built this massive fortified room underneath the hospital that comes off the morgue (laughs) through a secret compartment code thing you get to put in and then is like climate controlled where you can pump in like poison gas it has like massive vault like this would be 
such a massive undertaking. Like you would have had to build this when they built the hospital. Yes. Like, the yes. only way this could have happened. Hey, so uh I'm a I'm a mid-tier arms dealer. What <laughs> right. I'm gonna do to hide all my guns is I'm gonna spend a hundred million dollars to build a state-of-the-art <laughs> hospital on top of my arms cachet. And yes. then if anybody gets near it, I'm just gonna murder all the pa- all right. the patients in this hospital. Well, that's a whole other question about what oh, what's going on with Johnny. <laughs> I I I do want to like because Johnny flips to murdering the patients real fast. Wait, that's what I want to talk. Like, what is his end game? Like, what does he want to do? And, and like, it seems, so I, it I, like I once you start murdering movie. patients, game over. Like, that's the only thing is like the first two thirds of this movie is a lot of fun. Is like cops and robbers, right? And then it goes to like, all right, Johnny, Johnny's a goddamn terrorist. <laughs> like, where are we going with to this? the point where like, Mad Dog, who's been set up as ruthless killer like crazy ruthless killer is willing to do it is like johnny you like this isn't cool man you gotta stop like you gotta this stop is not murdering, okay. murdering uh like we can't do people. this like there's a line like you're crossing it and it's a problem yeah it's uh he, uh it's, he kills a, well, a the point where like mad dog people. kills johnny <laughs> well, he tries to he tries, he tries to, to. He, yeah. he shoots him yeah. in the stomach right. i could not remember for the life of me how mad dog got, got killed but I will say that 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 the hospital scene is crazy as it is. It does have some really fun action setups in it. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, (laughs) uh, I like the whole thing where so it it sets up where Tequila, uh, Teresa Teresa meets Tequila at the hospital. He teases her up that basically says, "When I send you flowers," which he puts it, he sneaks a flower into her pocket. Um, when I send you flowers, I want you to sound the alarm, get all the pastors or pastors, sorry, all the patients (laughs) out of the hospital. And uh, they're passengers for a wild ride. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. This hospital, uh, also a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they actually, when they filmed Pastor 57 was uh, on the set. So, um, but it, it's a fun setup. Uh, like Superintendent Pang shows up and he kind of reveals himself to not be as bad of a guy as you think. It's yeah, just a, like, I really like the ending of this. It's like, it really pulls together oh, it, all the characters it's a great in, in, in a great way. They all come together. Yeah. And, and you, you, you never... They're smart, and, and maybe it was unintentional, it's, but they never they never make Johnny a good guy. Like he's never redeemable. They're never like trying to defend why he is the way he is. He just gets worse. Like, and worse. He's just a horrible person. You're yeah. like, great, I love it. I just want a terrible, yeah. terrible human being as my bad guy. Let's go. It, and somehow they build up to a bunch of babies are at risk of dying. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> and it doesn't feel like overplayed like it doesn't feel like they overdid it to like like we got to save these babies like which should be the ultimate like all right you're going a little far here Who who's more irresponsible around a a maternity ward uh <laughs> is it johnny and hard and hard boiled or is it dr loomis in halloween 2 where he blows up a goddamn <laughs> hospital <laughs> there's nobody else in this hospital except a maternity ward full of babies. <laughs> like, who's the worst? Who's yeah. the worst uh, uh, offend, offender and here? Also, in this movie, they are lowering babies out of windows. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how they're escaping. It's like this should be terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I are at risk. I feel like there was die. a there's a better way they could. People they are getting shot that while they're holding babies. Yeah. Hey, but props to those guys because they held on to them. They got shot they like sure 19 did. times. 
They did not struggle. They held on to the baby. They are goddamn heroes. I, they are. They're the true heroes. Every the Hong, single one of those guys PD. needs a fucking statue built to them. <laughs> well, there's gonna be a lot of statues because uh, hey, they deserve it. Because a lot of them get shot carrying babies. Probably, probably about 782 people get shot in this scene, as we've as we've already talked about. Almost, almost as many uh, baby dicks as we see in this movie. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll let you talk on that. <laughs> I totally forgot. About it. uh, There's a lot of baby nudity in this. Definitely a cultural thing of just you just wouldn't do that in an American movie, and it just and I don't think it's wrong. It just wouldn't it wouldn't seem like a wrong thing to do to be like it's a naked baby. Like no, give a shit. Superman, 1978, a lot of baby nudity. It's weird, but <laughs> a lot of baby nudity. In that. It's uh, a naked baby lifting a truck. <laughs> Think about that. I don't know why, but I'm with just saying. Dick. With his dick. <laughs> I uh that kid's been doing a lot of cock push-ups. Goddamn right. <laughs> so um but yeah, it, it is funny. So uh god damn, I can't I took completely lost my train of Okay. So while we're all right, so so at, um <laughs> Alan and Tequila find the secret vault. Where they're stashing all the weapons and go in, and there's like a whole thing, and like they they set up tequila as like a crack shot if he does it a certain way. He, he, like he never he never wastes like, a bullet, is what they say. Yeah. Um. But so they get locked into this place and need to like escape out, and this is probably my favorite moment of the movie. Um. They use some like C force down there to blow up part of a wall and come back into the more, but. They come, so you know, you go in the morgue, there's like the doors you open up, you slide the thing out, dead body on it, slide it back in. They come sliding out of those things, firing guns, taking out the bad guys. And it, like, both of them do it. I and love they it. both do it like a little differently. And it's just so, it's like so fucking cool doing it. It's, it's like, a lot. It's a lot of like, fun. Jesus it's Christ, really this is good. everything I want. <laughs> Like, really, really, really fun. Uh, really, really. It's kind of then, like, too. They've been like trapped away, and this is them re-entering like the whole thing. It's like, fuck yeah, it's on now. I, I, I agree. I, I really love that that sequence, and it, it's, it's them. I, I, the whole, the whole third act of this is really fun to me, just because you, you're getting a super charismatic uh, Chow Yun Fat, and he's playing against Alan, who is so serious and so dedicated to what he's doing that he's so and, he, and focused on, on getting the bad guy that he never really stops for humor. But I, I love watching the two of them together. It, it, I, it's so much fun, how much creativity they put into this. And then it kind of builds to that moment where, which I'd love to see how they actually did this, but uh, Alan and um, uh, Tequila get into a standoff with a single guy and then uh, it ends with all you hear is a gunshot, and then Alan and uh, Tequila coming in to, to basically rescue Pang and Teresa, and somehow Alan has changed clothes in less than ten <laughs> seconds, and and they've just they they've cracked a plan on how they're gonna yeah. go take out like ten terrorists all at once or ten, ten of Johnny's guys. So it, it, it's a it's a really cool sequence, but the it all it all starts from that that morgue where explosion and then just two guys going through and just just yeah laying waste to everybody yeah and then within that like they have a massive fight with mad dog massive fight with johnny um 
Well, and that that yeah. that Mad Dog fight is like a hundred percent the final fight between Van Dam and all of uh, the bad guys in in Hard Target. Like, yeah. like, like that that pretty much encapsulates with that that Bayou Warehouse Mardi Gras <laughs> fight is in, in Hard Target. I love it. I I, I just I love yeah. how the the camera work uh, follows the action throughout that scene. Yeah, and actually, Wu does some. Um really cool single take stuff in this as well that is really incredible um and not just in this sequence some earlier times in the movie too but that is really effective in building out making you feel like this is like a real world where this is happening yeah and i i i the how many windows do you think they they (laughs) jump through in this each like 20 yeah yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> I'm actually okay with it because at the end they show Alan and he's got shards of glass like jammed into like one side of his like, face. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. At, yeah. at least <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. He gave us, he gave us something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he gave us something. So, um, but uh, yeah, the, the whole finale is a lot of fun. Uh, there was a trivia thing on IMDb. Who knows if it's true? But the the sequence where Tequila is running out of the hospital and supposed to jump out of a window. With a baby, it's the last baby oh, that he's, he's <laughs> saved. Um, the 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 rumor was that that I guess they shot twice. The first time they shoot it, he's too far from the explosions, and Wu's like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna do this again. And Wu takes over the control of the explosions and sets them off like like feet from Chow Yun Fat <laughs> as he's running <laughs> to like get this shot. And the only thing he could say was that motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) ended up doing it. So I love it. Yeah, it's so good. It's such an incredible sequence. Like, and you would think it would go on too long and you'd kind of lose it. But like, it keeps things changing, keeps things moving. And I, and it keeps some of the plot moving as well. Yeah. It's not just 40 minutes of like action or anything. It's like things keep happening and moving and keep you engaged. Like it's, it's incredible. It's I really like, incredible filming. I like the, uh, the, the play too, that Teresa gets some agency in this because they kind of downplay her as like this office person for yeah, the and movie. She, and she gets slapped or she slaps one of the, one of Johnny's guys. <laughs> and then he just kind of moves on. And then right before, he he's about to try and shoot her. She pulls a gun and then she he slaps her in the face and she just destroys this guy. And then yeah. she goes on to save all the kids in this hospital. <laughs> yeah, like she's kind of the driving force behind saving all these babies. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a fun. I feel like every, I like what this climax is. Everybody gets their comeuppance. Everybody who's a hero gets gets their kind it's of hero super moment. Super satisfying. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of it. Uh, Johnny, it's weird. I don't know what Johnny's motivation is, but he sets off all the explosions and starts blowing up the hospital. And Alan's like, I gotta, I gotta finish this. He leaves to kill to kill takes the last kid we talked about and and tries to avoid all the explosions. The hospital's blowing up and Alan takes off and runs after, after Johnny. And then of course it ends where this is weird. I think this whole ending sequence, Johnny comes out with Alan, which I'm fine with. And then he, he's talking to Tequila, who yeah, presents he's got, he's himself like a hostage gun to his head. Yeah, and uh, presents himself as like, okay, I want you to 
humiliate yourself in front of all these yeah. cops. It's just such a weird like slap yourself. Way. And the, the the funniest is like the other cops' reaction are like they're like looking down on the ground, like super ashamed for. Tequila. I know, like, like, oh my god, like I don't think I can ever look at this guy the same way. Like he the, slapped himself in the face. Like things are done for him. Like <laughs> we, we do not respect him anymore. Like he is. Done. It's like. And it's like, is this a cultural thing? Like, I don't like, know. Even doing, like, no one would debase themselves in that way. He's like, he just slapped himself in the face a few times. Like, I don't know. Like, he didn't shit his pants in to public. Save this like, guy's life. He's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to save this other cop that, that right. you guys are Which, not doing so anything to help. Pretty fucking badass by Alan. So he knows, like, Tequila needs to get a shot on this guy to take him out. Um, so they kind of, like, visually communicate. And Alan, like, where's that? Grabs the gun from Johnny and, like, pulls him down. Like, pulls the gun into his stomach and shoots himself. So that, and then Johnny, like, pulls back and Tequila gets, like, the shot right into his eye. Which looks super real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) To take him out. But um, for Alan, it's such, like, a badass. Like, he's been, he's, like, been taken as, like, the victim here. It's such a badass moment of, like, agency of helping take this guy out of like commitment to to finishing the job. Well, and so that what's interesting was they, they actually shot two innings with this. They shot one where Alan dies and that's kind of what looks mm-hmm. like is implied is they do this crane yeah. shot out and above Alan's body where he's just laying there on the sidewalk. And then they did uh, an ending where he he's, he's gone. And then they did the ending that the movie actually shows, which is, they don't really reveal it right away, but it's Chad and Fat basically resolving the case, and they're burning Alan's file to sort of indicate that, for lack of a better word, he's moved on and and yeah, he's, he's not either, undercover. They've they seen him do that before when like an undercover agent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, but then it reveals Alan's basically on the boat and he's dumped all the cranes that like he's sailing away. He's yeah. killed for people. Uh, he's to done. your point, he's not he's not dumping three hundred cranes as he probably should, <laughs> but. Uh, he he then is uh, implied to be sailing off to Antarctica, which is what he revealed to, to Tequila in the movie that that was his destination. <laughs> which can't really be what he does. <laughs> no, I feel like if you're in the Pacific, there's a lot of better places to go than yeah, to, for sort of remoteness than Antarctica. Like that, there's got to be some better choices for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I I hope for for Alan's sake he does go somewhere better. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I I um. I don't know. I really love this movie. And I know it's it's dated in a lot of ways, but it's it's super fun. It it holds up as an action movie far better than I expected it to. And, and to your point, you really feel that this is maybe the grandfather of a lot of stuff that worked in American action movies in the nineties. Um yeah, John Woo's John Woo's just... kind of the OG. He he figured it out first and yeah. you see it here. Yeah, like I mean there's no like John Wick without this which is that was something i read too was that, that john wick was a was hugely influenced by this type of movie yeah. so it it, it it it's a bummer because i don't feel like Wu got his credit maybe the way he should have in america but um yeah his, his, way, his influence mean, is pretty well felt yeah yeah and it's and i, I kind of touched on this a little bit before but this is almost reminds me a bit of um studying some like early like french new wave stuff like a like Godard stuff where it's just like it's a little hard to introduce people to it now because 
it's like yeah every movie you've seen in your life like took stuff from this like that's how that's why what you watch is like the way it is it's because of this and it's like yeah okay so like this feels maybe like a little dated in some places and like oh i'll say it still is the action sequences are still like right up there with anything anyone's doing today um but it's like this like yeah everything is like so many movies are the way they are today because of this i i i agree and um it's funny to think about this is the to your, what you said at the beginning of the episode it's almost like it you know this is um john woo feeling like he's kind of jumped the shark with with hong kong cinema and then to your point there's another decade of basically him being emulated yeah. in the united states after this for yeah for how he shoots action and like like what that can be so i don't know i i, I loved it i it doesn't feel date it, it both feels dated and doesn't feel dated to me i will say is is an action movie it's super refreshing to watch something that's not involving cell phones somehow it's like the, <laughs> the key plot plot uh uh you know hinge point or whatever but um i loved it, it it's it's such oh, a fun yeah. movie and, yeah and i it, it held up better than i thought it would yeah and i would say i mean significantly I don't, it feels significantly better than the American John Woo stuff we've done. I agree. I 100% agree. You can tell it's lower budget, but it doesn't matter. It, it, it's it's like there. the characters, even but even the action is, I would argue, is potentially better. Like, I mean, like it doesn't have like the face off, like boat chase stuff, but like the shootout stuff and whatnot is, is like, I don't think they quite got there to match it. Uh no, they don't. They, they 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 I don't know. There's something that's more charismatic about the two leads in this that uh face off and definitely broken arrow did not capture. Yeah. And uh it, it's a shame for those two movies because here even though you know kind of Alan's kind of a bad guy who's compromised, uh you still like you still like both both your leads. Like it like they're they're fun, yeah. like no matter what. I, I and I think this movie is head and shoulders above what what he did in the in the, the American uh, film space. Uh, not to dump on those movies, but this is just it's like I feel like Wu never got back to the same these same heights. Is this and the killer? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think I mean I don't know. Like Face Off is pretty big. <laughs> but it's a little but, different but like in, thing. In, in terms of the quality but, of like what you're watching of, like, uh, yeah I was like, like, like the character work like, the face off i could watch that and depending on the mood i'm in i could either laugh my ass off at it and make fun of it the entire two hours yeah. that, that it, it's there or i could say it's a great action movie and here's all the things that i should respect about it and, and why i should but, respect it yeah. but um it's kind of it's i don't know the, the, this this to me is is quintessential John Woo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think we've touched on it plenty. Um, so the one thing I was going to say in this movie that cracks me up... So you have your, your two leads. And it's like, all right, these are going to be the two guys who are like kind of opposing forces, but then they're going to team up, and they're both like super badasses. It's like, all right, all right, what are their names? All right, one guy's nicknamed Tequila. 
Okay, pretty cool. What about the other guy? All right. His name? Alan. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. He gets to be tequila? <laughs> like, I have to, I have to be Alan? Yeah. Well, literally but... the name they gave Michael Sarah's goofy guy in Bar the Barbie movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I well, it makes me think like the names are all over the place. This movie that you got Johnny. And I don't. Alan, I don't know tequila. exactly how they translate. Like, right where that is falling in the scheme of things. Because I have to think like, if you're watching this, not subtitled or dubbed. Like, like maybe they're I don't think his name is Alan. They're picking like, a Western name. Yeah, to, they're to westernizing it, things yeah. for it. So like, well, but it's just funny. Would you rather be called Foxy? Because Foxy yes. is a character. <laughs> yes, I would. Which uh, poor beautiful dumb Foxy. He uh, <laughs> he but, gets his throat slit by Mad Dog. Yeah, but pretty badass Alan. move by Alan. Oh, the the, the lighter. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like that part a lot. So Alan, so that Foxy's like a informant. And he's getting like roughed up by the gang Alan Alan's working for. And Alan comes in and like is like, oh, like, let me take care of this guy. And he does like the this is completely impossible. But he does this move where he like hits him, does like a spin, and while he's doing it, he slips a lighter into his pocket and then shoots him, but right in the chest but shoots the lighter so he doesn't actually shoot him and he go like falls off a bridge but it's like his way of like saving this like an undercover informant he, he, he guy. saves the informant which is it's incredible like, but like completely impossible <laughs> in like the whole way but it's like but it's also like what this movie is it, like, it, it, it's yeah. it's it's what they put they put the characters as which is why i think it's, it's like, like you got to be on board with it yeah i'm i'm here for it and then they give yeah, the lighter oh, back to, to Inspector or Superintendent Pang later on. So, yeah, I, right. I, I love it. What would you rate this? Like, out of five? Like, wait, wait. Like, there's got to be. <sighs> I'm I'm torn. I'm torn now because all right. In our notes, I had it a four point five out of five baby dongs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm close to just going five out of five. I felt the same way. I, I was. I don't know. Time. Like as we're talking about it, it's, it is really so good, and it's got some like dated things, or, like um, in it for sure. Um, but like, I don't know. In some ways, those aren't like detriments either. Like they're also like fun parts of the watching the movie at this point too. I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable just going five out of five. I don't, okay, think I'm I don't think I'm going to regret that. No, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go five out of five. Uh, instead of baby yeah. dongs, I'm going to go five out of five <laughs> bloody eye patches for Mad Dog. Yeah. So I loved it. It, it. it 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 My takeaway after watching it after 20 plus years was all of all the stuff I enjoyed when I was 17 is still here. And all the stuff I enjoy as an adult is still here. It's actually still, in some ways, a very much a character-driven movie. So I, I, I enjoy. Yeah, it. it's for it's a great point for like movies, action movies. I enjoyed it like that, like teenage years. This has a little more going on to still hold up. Yeah, as and far that, as like character and things of yeah. And I, I'm gonna go Google it right now. I, I was trying to go look and see uh, what Miami Vice season one is streaming on because. <laughs> That's it's hit or miss. Sometimes a lot of times it's not, which is a tragic travesty. Um, uh, well, I know 
I watched, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gone to see Ferrari. Somebody's asking me if I'd seen Ferrari um, in theaters. Yeah. I need, I need to see that too. But I will say like, if you, if you like Manhunter, I I, I was listening to Gorley and Rust or talking about it a little bit too, but if uh, Amazon, it's on, it looks like it's on Amazon prime. Ooh, if you ooh. like, if you like this, I would say go watch at least the first five or 10 season or episodes of Miami Vice. <laughs> five or 10 seasons. <laughs> So it's only five seasons, my bad. So um yeah, uh first five or ten. Miami Vice TV. <laughs> it's pornography. Um yeah, it's on it's on Amazon. At least like you can find it through Freebie on Amazon. So yeah. But I feel like I feel like this but... is a a more violent but more turned up version of that of that same vibe. And to your point, like that's that's what really makes this for me is it, it's it's almost yeah. like a period piece. So, all right, we both loved it. Yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, go they go watch it. I don't know <laughs> what else to tell people. So we were we were we were we haven't talked about it too much. But coming up next, I think we were talking about talking about before we we started filming or uh, recording. Excuse me. <laughs> um, uh, we were thinking uh, Brian De Palma is the next logical step in and uh <laughs> shows we want to watch or movies we want to watch well it's also thematically consistent with us just doing the things we like <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um it's it's a bit all over the place but it is like it that does hold together <laughs> well i i will make a rule if we're going to do De Palma we can't do Scarface yeah, I'm fine with that. I figured you would be. Like, I, I we didn't talk about it, but like, yeah, Scarface is just. I, mean, I love Scarface, but yeah, I, do I don't too, know. I, I, do. Uh, I do too, but like, I I enjoy it, but I, I think it's not where De Palma's strengths are. Yeah, I also it's not. Yeah, it's not one I I think I'd have a ton to say. No, it. like it, it's just, uh, it's Tony Montana. You're fucking with the best. <laughs> so don't mess with it so we're, we're gonna talk about other stuff like like you and i watch the furies and probably end up talking about grand theft auto vice city most that's of exactly <laughs> all. i'm gonna talk about ray liotta playing whatever that character's name is in in 2002 and grand theft auto vice city yeah um uh no i i think de palma's got such an interesting uh uh series of movies i i'd actually like to do it where it's not carrie it's not it's not scarface and we we hit stuff that's you know, in his wheelhouse, we've talked about a little bit on this on this uh, show, but but blowouts a lot of fun. Um, I watched recently Dressed to Kill, and I think his his eighties run. I mean, if we really want to go Craig Wasson again, like I would, I'd be all all for some. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's not it's not View to a Kill. Oh my god, I'm gonna get it wrong. What is it? Oh, body no um, body, body double body, body double, double. Yeah, yeah yeah like I would do that again I would do that just for the the weird porno music video of Craig Watts <laughs> where Frankie goes <laughs> to Hollywood <laughs> so that would be quite the <laughs> but I, I think I think I think there's just a lot of stuff he's done that we'll have, we can we can we can work our way through and I I like I like he's a uh, I think I think after we did the paycheck episode. Uh, John Woo talked a lot about how he was trying to go for a, kind of a Hitchcockian vibe, and I think 
he didn't quite get there for paycheck, but it made me, made me think that maybe that's a good direction for us to take next. Sorry, I'm looking at the De Palma. Um, what do you see? What do you, what do you see that piques your interest? I guess. Um, uh, have you seen Phantom of the Paradise? Nope. Oh man, it's it's, it's really good. Um, have you? Uh, so I'm looking at early stuff. Just that um, could be interesting. Um, have you seen Sisters? Nope. Oh, uh, that's kind of very, I mean, very Hitchcock inspired. Um, and then obviously, I'm like, I mean, you know, you get to blow out body double and then like Untouchables would be fun. It'll be fun. Untouchables, I, Carlito's Way. I mean, I, yeah, I'd be curious. Bonfire of the Vanities. I want to see it's that. Kind of yeah. him going kind of comedy off, missing, missing the mark, kind of. Yeah. Thing, which is always somewhat interesting. Um, I mean, you get back to Nicolas Cage and you snake eyes. <laughs> I, I would do, I would I suggest just, we yeah. do early and then late. Like, like we hit, we hit, we hit both. Like, so I was originally thinking like, oh, we both picked like two or three and I'm like, holy shit. If I have to like <laughs> only pick three of these, like, I don't know if I can do it. it I, he, he has such a, a wide breadth of stuff. I would actually was going to throw out even Femme Fatale. He's I've never got, seen it, but it's like, it's okay. a late. Yeah. Palma he's thing. got. I've so many it. things that are great and then so many things that are just interesting yeah <laughs> that it's like oh what would i want like yeah like i really want to talk about that <laughs> well like dress to kills that that like it it's aged horribly and I, without spoiling <laughs> it it's just aged horribly in terms of uh you know the the world's view on sexuality and and yeah uh yeah. and stuff like that so it, it it's it's but it's like an interesting movie and it's got so much Hitchcockian stuff in it that it's like, I want to talk about that piece of it. Right. And, it's fun to get into. Yeah. And, and and he plays on so many different Hitchcock movies, but yeah. So I guess we'll have to figure it out as we go, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun one. I, uh, what would be your John Woo movie name? Cause we, we've got, all right, let's like, let's like run it down. So what we've covered, we've, we've got tequila. We've got Alan, we've got Foxy, we've got Castor Troy. Sean Archer, we've mm. got uh Chance. Was it Chance Boudreaux? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um what, what what like what would what would be <laughs> what would be your John Woo movie action name? And we've also mm. got we've also got Michael Jennings, which you could just pick that. It's pretty easy for you. It's oh, kind man. of a layup. <laughs> oh man. All right, this is a tough one on the spot. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's fun. Come on, come on, come on. A uh, Chase Devereaux. I love it. That's that's a poor name too. I can also <laughs> like it's definitely like like a we talked about last episode. Definitely a Silk Stockings character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I was going to go. Devereaux with, is definitely a PI. Who's a yeah. Dipping his wicked in, in the company Inc. Um, I think. Damn. I was going to say chance something because of uh, Van Damme, but you, you kind of took it away from me. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, I'm going to go with a really lame one. Alan tequila. <laughs> oh God. A private eye extraordinary. That sounds like a character from like a 2004 movie, desperately trying to do a John <laughs> Woo movie. 
It sounds like a Zach Galifianakis movie that's trying to make fun of this. <laughs> that doesn't quite work. Yeah, it's like a sketch from like a... Alan uh, Tequila. I don't give a shit. All right. Alan Fuck tequila. you. Fuck you, Chance Devereaux. Also not a bad porn name. Or, I'm sorry, you're Chase Devereaux. Eh, either way. <laughs> Chance, Chase, Chase. You Slippy know. Slappy Swanson, whatever. It's one of those things where it's like some some movies credited as Chase, some movies credited as Chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll be back for our, our I guess it's going to be a, a, a De Palma run. Not including yeah, we'll uh, Scarface and not including, what was the other one? Uh, Carrie, I think you said. Maybe not do it. Carrie? I said Scarface and then, um, either way, yeah. we'll be back. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, bye. Oh, wait, wait. We can't quit yet. Uh-oh. We have to talk about, and it's really important for this podcast. Oh, no. I, f- I feel horrible about it. Oh god. Um the passing of Carl Weathers this week, which is oh, a really, fuck. really sad thing yeah. to to yeah, we, we, that, I meant to cover yeah. this earlier. It's really it really makes me sad. I think um this podcast early on, we 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 did a segment called uh, Who Would You Cast Carl Weathers as? Because I know. we we, uh, we had a, a, a running theory that I, I still stand by it that he is the heart and soul of a lot of the Rocky movies. Uh, oh, any, yeah, any yeah. anything he's in he's just really he makes it better he makes yeah. it better yeah. um i was really bummed to hear he, he he passed away in his sleep which i hope that's true and i hope i hope it was um carl weathers lost this week at 76 bums me out um uh i don't know just one of those guys where it's like forever he will be in my head as uh apollo creed just this super ripped uh, dude, that's just you know always primed to beat up Rocky. He's also Dylan and and Predator. Um, we may cover it next, actually, before the De Palma thing. But Action Jackson, um, just a guy who probably was underserved uh, for the roles he got. But but man, I I'm, I'm yeah, gonna miss him. All He's the really charisma good. in the world, they could have been. Yeah, could do any. Uh, and I, I just the stuff I saw online really hit me of how talented he was because of how many different generational touchstones obviously you get people who are like the rocky then you're in the predator but then you get people who are remembering it from like happy gilmore <laughs> yeah. or uh, um, arrested development arrested development oh yeah. man um you got yourself a even, stew baby <laughs> yeah and then even more modern he was on the mandalorian of that's that, like, right my kids like every decade watching he... to get it like so like yeah i was like he's really hit um generations across that i was like it's yeah and and definitely, and also a surprising variety of roles of all those things. And uh, NFL player in the seventies, I think he was. Um, I can't remember mm. what what his position was. Maybe a running back, but he was he was he played for the Raiders for a little while. So, or at least he was on the alternates. So, but yeah, I mean, just, obviously just, a favorite of ours. And yeah, super talented guy. I it just very sucks, and it just feels like yeah. you're 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 starting to cut into the guys who like I grew up watching and thinking like, okay, th- these guys are immortal. There's no way they can't be touched. And you start to see that, man, like even, yeah. even the guys you, you really loved and respected as a kid, That's... they're, 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 they're human. And it's, it bums me out, but I, I'm, I feel really lucky to, to grow up like watching Carl Weathers and a lot of the movies we, we enjoyed. And even now to your point, like in 50 years, we, we've been able to see him in all these different types of roles and, 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 uh, yeah, comedy and action, that, and but... and 
I don't know. I just makes me sad. Bum me, bum me out when I saw that. Yeah, and also uh, the awesome to see him. Obviously, had a great sense of humor. Yeah, went into that and was willing to play with um his image and stuff of you know, not just be the super jacked. No, but I, guy I of that era, like yeah. So we will be having some Carl Weathers content at some point, either either right after this or in the near future on on this podcast. Because by I all accounts, seems like it was a great guy. But yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it, it, it's just sad. And I was watching. Um, I've been watching the a lot of the um the what do you call it the uh, uh training montages from the Rocky movies <laughs> with my kids and um. Uh, Wynn's favorite one is watching uh <laughs> is watching Apollo and Rocky and Rocky three uh training <laughs> on the beach in, in in Santa Monica and uh in the gym and I don't know why he started doing this but it makes me happy uh Wynn will just go come on Creed come on Creed <laughs> like, like Mr T <laughs> and like it just makes me That's it beautiful. makes me laugh and I think it's cool that you know. Uh, Carl Weathers had a had a reach yeah. far beyond uh, movies, movie the movies that anchored his career, but also what he did in in, in modern stuff. So uh, that's great. <laughs> it's cool. So anyway, R.I.P. Uh, uh, yes, Apollo yeah, Creed. Definitely. We're gonna we're gonna miss him. Um, and I guess I'll ask you before we let this go, because I know it's late. But who would you cast uh, Carl Weathers as in this movie? Oh man. I mean, I have my answer, but I want to hear what you. What you I mean, say. put him as tequila. Um, you could certainly do it, but ooh, no, I, I, I'd, I'd cast him as Johnny. Johnny, okay, All let, right. him, let I, him go. Let him go big. Let, let him go, go big. I, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna do a bit of a rocky, uh, heel turn where i was gonna make him mad dog and he is okay. this ruthless like dangerous guy yeah and at the very end you see that he is he's got just the bad he's got a heart and, and he's a badass yeah like, yeah but, no yeah. i like that i like that <laughs> so r.i.p car weathers it's 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 yeah. super sad but uh man we are we are super lucky to have watched uh that guy's career and continue yeah, to enjoy guy. it so anyway on that note i guess we will we will figure out what we're doing next it's either gonna be a a, a car weathers uh uh, bumper for 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 the next series or we're gonna do De Palma but uh we got some more coming for you guys. We'll be back. I'll be back. I love you. <laughs>